What's going on, Chico Sports Fantasy Football family? We got Stevie P tonight. Um, so just a little information on what's going on with us. Uh, Kev will not be on the podcast, probably not this whole week. Um, his family is going through something. I'm, you know, it's not my place to to talk about it, or you know, uh, you know, just to let you guys know. Really, is my place to let you guys know that Kev won't be. On the podcast today, you know, this week, his family is, uh, you know, they have some things to take care of. And when he, you know, when he uh, settles down and, and everything is all, uh, you know, is uh, he's able to talk about it, come on the podcast and talk about what, what happened and what's going on. Um, I'll, I'll, you know, he'll he'll do that. You know, it's not my place to uh, put his business out there. So if he wants to uh, let you guys know what's going on then you know he can he can surely do that but I'm not going to do that that's not that's not my place and Kev is one of my very good friends and I'm not gonna you know putting his business out there if he doesn't want the world to know uh so just keep Kevin your thoughts and give him your prayers um you know his family could definitely use it right now and uh we appreciate you guys and uh you know you guys have have done the same for me in the past and you know you guys are part of the family you guys know you know we go through Sometimes we go through some shit and, um, you know, we have to figure out ways to cope and take care of ourselves and take care of our families. And, uh, you know, I'm sure you guys have your own things that you have gone through in your lives. And, you know, we pray for you, Kev. We love you, man. And, um, you know, pray for you and your whole family at this point. So, you know, going to continue on with the podcast and, uh, you know what we do on, you know, the beginning of the week, every week, we talk about games that we watch this weekend. Obviously, you know, I haven't finished watching all of the games, going through all of them, but I've seen about 10 of them now, maybe nine of them. I think I saw eight or nine of them. I think there is only 10 games this week, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but I am pretty sure, um, you know... I'm pretty sure there was 10 games, if, I, if I'm correct. One, two, three. No, there's more than that. One, two, three. So, three, six, nine, 12, 13 games. There was 13 games this weekend. I watched probably eight or nine of them so far. Um, and I still have to watch. Let me see. Which ones do I have to watch? Didn't watch Eagles, Raiders, Texans, Cardinals, Bears, Broncos. I mean, Bears, Bucks. Colts 49ers obviously was the, the Sunday night game, so I watched that. And the Seahawks and the Saints uh, will be on to, tonight. So I'll talk about the games that I watched. I'll get into the other ones tomorrow. Excuse me, I had to wet the whistle. Um, so let's get into this Broncos-Brown game. Uh, this game was actually very close, but it didn't feel that way for a lot of it. Uh, it felt like the Browns dominated the Broncos uh, basically that whole game. Uh, Broncos really couldn't do anything on offense. You know, they ended up getting the two touchdowns um, later on in the game. Uh, you know, fourth quarter touchdowns, I believe. I think it was something like that. But uh, this was very not a very competitive game. And this not wasn't a competitive game because the Browns' defense was just so much better than the Broncos offense was all game long. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater didn't really have a whole lot of time to do anything. And even when he did, he 
you know, guys were covered and he was having trouble seeing guys. Really, the only guy that he had a rapport with throwing the ball downfield, you know, at all was Cortland Sutton. So Jerry Judy should be back this week, we're hearing. He really needs that to happen because, um, you know, they, he needs more than one playmaker uh, on the field uh, to to help him out and uh, help this offense out. Because it's like, you know, and don't get me wrong, the Browns defense is very good. But, you know, we've seen this Browns defense get exploited by other teams and, and the Broncos are just not able to do that basically all game long. Um, Javante Williams ends up scoring the touchdown. Uh, Javante Williams really... If it wasn't for his six catches and 32 yards and in in that touchdown, he really was terrible on the ground. I mean, they just couldn't run the ball at all. You know, Melvin Gordon looked terrible on the ground. Javante Williams, you know, he had a, a long run of, I want to say, like eight or nine yards. Um, but other than that, he had four carries for 20 yards. You know what I mean? Um, they just didn't try to run the ball in this game, really. You know, Melvin Gordon had eight carries, and he only had 18 yards. Um, he looked terrible. And then, uh, you know, in the passing game, they couldn't get anything going either. I mean, Javante had seven targets. Cortland Sutton had five. Uh, Noah Fan had another, you know, seven targets. Uh, Tim Patrick had five targets. But those were mostly in the fourth quarter. Um, he didn't catch his first ball until the fourth quarter. Uh, so it, it was just a very bad game for the Broncos offense. Uh, Javante William pays off for you because he catches, you know, six balls and 32 yards. I don't know how many times that happens with a healthy Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton on, on the field. So, you know, I'm going to take that with a grain of salt and just, you know, I'm not very interested in this this running game for this Broncos team because I know a lot of people are going to keep saying that Javante Williams is going to be the guy, but I just don't see that. I, I don't see them just not giving Melvin Gordon the ball anymore. Uh, if Melvin Gordon is, you know, if he departs the team, then, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. But, you know, Javante is not a, is not a, uh, a guy that I see having a huge fantasy season with Melvin Gordon still there because they're just not going to take, Gordon away completely they're just not going to say oh yeah we're just going to give every touch to you know Javante we're not going to make this an 80-20 split anymore you know they're just going to keep it basically what it is a 50-50 split um you know on the Brown side of the ball man Case Keenum did what he had to do but I'll tell you what Dearness Johnson looked like a monster I would not be surprised if teams are calling the Browns asking inquiring about you know Dearness Johnson because uh he looked awesome in this game I mean he he was breaking off long runs he was you know breaking off short runs he was breaking tackles he looked very elusive he looked like a guy that was patient and waiting for blocks to develop um and even when blocks broke down he was doing things to get himself you know yardage no matter what uh so it was very nice to see that um you know and really uh, other than that there's not really too much to add to this game. You know, uh, OBJ played, he had six targets. Jarvis Landry played, he had eight targets, but neither one of them had 50 yards uh, of total offense. Um, you know, this passing game suffered without, you know, without Baker Mayfield, and I don't know how much it would have been better with Baker Mayfield. So the Browns did what they needed to do, and they they, they got out of there with the win. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. That's all I got for that game. So looking at our next game, we have the Bengals-Ravens. Uh, Bengals-Ravens was actually a fun game to watch. Uh, the Bengals dominated this game, really. It's, the first half was actually very competitive. Uh, they went into halftime with the Bengals just leading by, I want to say it was a field goal. And then in the third and fourth quarter, the Bengals just kind of 
you know, really was at the end of the third quarter. You know, maybe like five minutes left in the third quarter, they just started dominating um, because the you know the Ravens scored a touchdown in the third, so the Bengals scored a touchdown also. Then the Bengals score another touchdown right before the end of the third, uh, and you know the fourth quarter was basically just all literally just all the Bengals. You know, they could not. You know, the Ravens defense just could not stop this offense. And a huge part of the reason why that was is because Jamar Chase is a fucking animal. That dude is just unstoppable. CJ Uzama, you know what I mean? He he ends up having a big game, but he wasn't really targeted all that much. He only had three targets. He catches all three of them for 91 yards. He, he breaks a, a 55-yard running touchdown, uh, you know, where he's, you know, Marlon Humphrey's trying to tackle him, and he just kind of pushes him by him, stumbles a little bit, and gets into the end zone. It was a really nice play. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan, you know, he had a, a, a pretty good catch, catches and runs 23 yards up the sideline. He also scored a rushing touchdown in the game. He had 11 carries. Uh, Joe Mixon, I think he's still a little bit banged up, and they're worried about him a little bit, so he split with Samaj P. Ryan where, you know, he had 12 carries for 59. Samaj had 11 for 52. They both have a rushing touchdown in the game. Um. You know, T. Higgins, he saw 15 targets. So if you're worried about T. Higgins, I'm not worried about T. Higgins. He had 15 targets in this game. He led the team in targets. He just wasn't coming around with the big plays. Um, you know, Tyler Boyd, he saw seven targets in the game, caught four of them for 39. You know, it was clear and evident that they were trying to ro- throw the ball on this Ravens defense. Uh, they saw that it was working, and they just they just continued to throw the ball a lot. Um, that's basically it. I'm not worried about any of the – the, the playmakers on the Bengals, uh, you know, there's, I told you guys, this is the second half of the season is where the Bengals, you know, wide receivers are going to start to come on because they're going to be in a lot more competitive games. Uh, the teams that they'll be facing are much better. Uh, so they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more. And, you know, Joe Burrow threw, threw the ball 38 times. So I could see that being a, a trend that continues over the next, you know, month and a half at least, because they have a good six, seven games that are pretty tough. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, he doesn't he throws the ball 31 times. He only completes, you know, 15 of those. He has 250 yards in the game. He has a touchdown. He did everything in the passing game that you kind of wanted. I mean, he wasn't very accurate. He was kind of overthrowing guys a little bit. But then he gets you the 88 yards on the on the ground, um, which he's always a threat to do. So that's really kind of what you're 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 hoping for with Lamar, and and you're hoping for a 300 yard game and two touchdowns. So, you know. A, nice, a rushing touchdown would have been nice, and he, you know, would have really put his game over the top. Would have get him right around thirty fantasy points. Uh, but you know, it doesn't get the rushing touchdown, but it gets you the eighty-eight yards, and and you know, gets you twenty-three fantasy points, which is kind of what you need from Lamar. You need, you know, you were hoping for twenty-five, thirty, but he got you twenty-three. Um, pardon me, guys, I'm sick. I just my son gave me his cold, so if I'm sniffling a little bit and I'm uh. Sounding a little congested, that's because uh, my son got me sick, <laughs> which is uh, sucks. Anyway, uh, Marquise Brown, you know, Marquise Brown has just been a top 12 wide receiver this all season long. He's been great, you know what I mean? And I don't see that going away, man. He, he got 14 targets in this game. He only caught five of them, but, you know, a guy who's going to be getting double-digit targets – Hey, and that's what it looks like Marquis is going to get every single week. He's going to get double digits. And Rashad Bateman looked really good with his only six targets. So it's going to be an interesting, uh, you know, interesting next couple of weeks. How they see how these guys, you know, shape up um, in the running game. Not really going to get too, too into it. 
you know, Latavius Murray is clearly the number one running back to the, for this team. Devontae Freeman, you know, he only got four carries in the game. They they just decided they were not going to run the ball. Like that's basically what it was. Like they they looked at it and said, hey, you know what? We can't we can't run the ball. Le'Veon Bell is not an option. He got five carries in the game. He had the most carries in this in, in, on the team, um, and he had a seven yard run and finished with five yards. It's funny, isn't it? Like Le'Veon Bell finished with five yards. He had a seven yard run, which means he wasn't going nowhere. He did nothing. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is not a thing. Like, if you picked him up hoping Le'Veon Bell maybe looks like Le'Veon Bell of old, just go ahead and back and just drop that dude. Uh, Tyson Williams, we thought maybe he could possibly get a couple of touches and be viable uh, because of him being the number two guy and, you know, them trying to – nope, didn't happen. Uh, Devontae Freeman, if he doesn't get a, that receiving touch – or, you know, that rushing touchdown, he basically was, you know, not usable. He also caught the ball three times for 25 yards. So that, that you know, gave him an extra five points, uh, you know, 5.5 points. But, you know, it was just a bad, bad, bad situation uh, without Latavius Murray. There was no guy that they trusted, and they just didn't give them the ball, clearly. Um, you know, Lamar threw the ball 31 times, and then they just – it was not good for the Ravens. All right, so let's go into this next game. Green Bay Packers and the Washington football team. You know what? I like Tyler Heineke as like a, a dude, right? The dude plays hard. He runs hard. He, he tries to keep his team in the games, but he's just not an NFL quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, it, it sucks because you, you like guys like this that, that are willing to fight for their team and do everything they can possibly do to win games. But let's just be honest. Like, he, he some of the throws that he makes are just – he's lucky that he didn't have three picks in this game. You know what I mean? He, he had some terrible, terrible throws. Um, you know, he completes 25 of 37 for 268 and a touchdown. He also threw an interception. He was sacked four times. Um, he ran the ball, you know, 10 carries for 95 yards. He lost a fumble, um, you know, so he had two turnovers in the game. It was it was the best you could get out of this guy, really. Um, you know, Antonio Gibson had 14 carries, so it's not like he wasn't used. Uh, he, he was definitely used. He just wasn't very good because the Packers' run defense has actually been very good this year. Um, I have to give them props. They've been very good this year. Um, they, it started really like the last four weeks of last season where they kind of shored up that running, you know, that running defense. And, uh, you know, they were just – they've been good ever since. So uh, Antonio Gibson, you know, he also had the two catches, but he only has five yards on those catches. Uh, you know, I told you that – and you know um, – What's his name? Uh, J.D. McKissick would probably be a bigger thing in this game. And he really wasn't. You know what I mean? He had he had a couple of carries. I think he had like 20, uh, what was it, four for 22. Uh, he also caught the ball four times, or no, excuse me, four, yeah, four times for 34 yards. He had six targets. Um, this was kind of a Terry McLaurin explosion game. He had 12 targets, seven, you know, seven receptions, 122 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, if this dude could just get a really good quarterback, man, he would just be stupid. He would be so good. Um, Ricky Seals Jones chips in this offense is just you know it's a good quarterback away from being very good let's just put it that way uh, I was happy to see what, what I saw from the football team but uh, you know without a good quarterback it, it, this team is just never gonna you know never gonna be very very good uh, and you know the Packers they did what they had to do to you know to win this game it, it ends up you know Devontae Adams gets hurt uh, you know later on in the game he leaves and 
you know, he's going, it sounds like he's going to miss the Thursday nighter. Um, and, you know, we'll get into that uh, later on in the week. But, you know, he has seven targets, six receptions for, for 70, you know, 76 yards and a touchdown. He got that touchdown on the very first drive of the game. Uh, after that, he was not very, you know, targeted heavily. Uh, and then he gets hurt and he was basically out of the game. Um, Alan Lazard started getting in a whole bunch of work with him gone. Uh, and he looked very good. Uh, Robert Tunyon also started seeing a bunch of passes and he, he looked also very good. So, you know, for this week coming up, you know, Alan Lazard, obviously Robert Tanyan, if they're both available in your leagues, you know what I mean? You definitely want to go get those guys. Aaron Jones, um, you know, didn't do much in this game, but I could, Aaron Jones is going to see a huge workload, uh, with, you know, with, uh, Devontae Adams gone. We've seen that in the past when Devontae Adams doesn't play, Aaron Jones gets a bunch of work. Uh, so, you know, if you have Aaron Jones, you know, just be super excited and ready to go. Um, let's see here. Mercedes Lewis. Eh. He, he had a couple of catches, but you know, I'm not super, I'm not super interested in that. Really, Randall Cobb, I know some people are going to throw, you know, darts at Randall Cobb. I'm not really interested in that either. Robert Tanyan, Alan Lazard, you know, and Aaron Jones are really the three guys that I think are going to make up a lot of that work. Uh, and they did that in this game, you know, with with uh, him going. So that's basically what I have for this game. And excuse me for sniffling, guys. I, I apologize. Uh, you know, Falcons-Dolphins was actually a very good game. Um, you know, a heartbreaker at the end for the Dolphins. And I, you know, I don't like the Dolphins. I'm not a Dolphins fan, but Tua played great, man. Tua played his heart out. You know, I throw, he, I know he throws the two picks, but one of them was not his fault. The other one was clearly his fault. Um, you know, his wide receiver in the hands pops out, you know, defender gets it. So that's not his fault, but the other one was clearly his fault. Um, you know, he has 291 yards in the game. He throws for four touchdowns. You know, he also ran the ball for 29 yards. You know, Tua did everything that he could do to help this team win. And, you know, he got he, he scores that, you know, go ahead touchdown at the end of the game to to get him there. And, and you know, Matt Ryan just takes them, gets them in a the field goal range and they win the game. Um, you know, so that that's kind of the way that game ended. Miles Gaskin, you know, he it's weird, man. One week he'll do nothing. And the next week he gets 15 targets or 15, you know, rushes. And then he also gets another four targets, you know, catches, catches a touchdown. Um, it's just weird. His usage, like one week he's, you know, four total touches and the next week he's almost 20. Like it does. It's just weird, man. I can't explain it. Um, you know, Mike is looked ridiculous in this game. He caught seven passes, 85 yards in the touchdown. Uh, he, he looked very good. Um, they tried to make Salvan Ahmed a, a thing in this game and he didn't really do much with any of his touches. Uh, Malcolm Brown, all same thing. He didn't really do much with any of his touches. Uh, Jalen Waddle gets banged up, but comes back into the game. Uh, he has a nice game, you know, eight targets, seven catches, 83 yards. And then basically everybody else in this game was not really anybody you're, you're interested in. Isaiah Ford had, had the touchdown, but he, you know, one target, uh, Matt Collins also has a touchdown and you know, two targets or three targets. Uh, so no, not, not anybody else on this, on this, uh, on this team you're interested in, it's Waddle, Gaskins, Gusecki, you know, someday we hope that, that, uh, you know, this dude gets healthy. What the hell? I can't even think of his name right now. He gets healthy and, and actually plays. But other than that, you know, it, it's just, there's not really much you want on this Dolphins team. And, you know, Tua is a guy that you can play in a good matchup because obviously he, he takes advantage of good matchups. He's done it the past two weeks. Matt Ryan, uh, he had a pretty good game. You know, he throws for 336 and two touchdowns. 
Uh, he does have a pick in the game, but, you know, it, Matt Ryan's Matt Ryan, man. Like, Matt Ryan is going to be, a, you know, basically 20 points, safe 20 points a week, f- basically moving forward, I feel like. Uh, this team is just, it's winning games, but by the skin of their teeth. And in bad matchups, he looked, so far this year, he's looked pretty good in bad matchups. He hasn't been, played terrible uh, other than one, you know, one game in the beginning of the year against the Eagles, which is now that you're looking at the Eagles is kind of weird. Um, but, you know, very interesting. Kyle Pitts is a beast, dude. Like I, I told you, I love Kyle Pitts and I didn't want to go crazy drafting him a whole bunch of places. I was wrong, man. Like I try not to have that bias because I am a, you know, Florida Gator fan, but man, like he looks like the same beast that he looked like in college. This dude is a freak. He is no joke. Like, he catches everything. You put it in his vicinity. My man's catching it. He's coming down with it. And he looks like Calvin Johnson. He really does. Like, the way he moves and the way he catches the ball, like, you know, obviously doesn't have Calvin's, you know, end line speed. But this dude is a beast. He's going to be a problem for years to come, period. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. This dude's a freak. Um, You know, Russell Gage, and I told you guys the other day, I think Russell Gage could get some targets and be pretty good in this game, you know, coming back healthy finally uh, over the past couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, he he has the 49-yard touchdown. He gets six targets, four catches, 67 yards and a touchdown. You know, if Calvin Ridley doesn't catch that five-yard touchdown, he's terrible. Like, that, that is – I knew Julio was going to hurt – I knew losing Julio was going to hurt him, but, man, like, sheesh, and people were saying, you know, Try to, you know, trade for Calvin Ridley and blah, blah, blah. And I'll tell you what, like, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, you know, I would try to probably trade for Calvin Ridley on the low, low, you know, give up a, you know, number, a good number three and maybe a number three wide receiver, good running, good number three wide running back and a good number three wide receiver and see if somebody bites. And no, nah, man, I don't even know if I would do that at this point. Like, Calvin Ridley just. You know, we know he has the talent, but he just – it doesn't look good this year. There's like – I don't know, man. I don't think I'm just – I just think I'm out. I just think I'm out on Calvin Ridley. Um, Yeah, and that's basically it for the rest of the game. You know I mean, I know, you know, Cordell Patterson, everybody wants, you know, Cordell to score 40 points a week. But, hey, he got you 14. He's a he, – you know, he is you, – you picked him up off the waiver wire. He's your flex play for the rest of the year. Like – he had 14 rushes to Mike Davis's four. You know what I mean? Like, he's clearly taken over that backfield, and he's being used in the passing game. So, you know, if you have Cordell or Patterson, be happy and, and just, you know, ride that out because it is what it is. Uh, moving to this next game, we got Jets-Patriots. I, I'm not going to get into this game very, very much because this was terrible. You know what I mean? Like, Zach Wilson gets hurt basically in the, you know, end of the first quarter he misses the rest of the game a Mike White who I didn't even know was their backup quarterback comes in he throws through picks he does have that touchdown to Corey Davis but he could not move this offense at all uh even a little bit uh Michael Carter they basically just stacked the box against him but he does get 11 rushes for for 37 yards and he also gets nine targets for you know eight receptions 67 yards so he loses a fumble in the game which sucks but the end of the day the dude is being used way more than any other running back on this team and i want him uh you know ty johnson is also being used you know not getting the amount of carries that that michael carter is getting but he is getting targets um so you know he is a guy that they obviously like and they're going to use 
Uh, Corey Davis catches the touchdown. He also has four catches for 47 yards. You know, he's a guy that you could probably throw into your flex and he'll, you know, produce for you. They tried to get Elijah Moore involved in this game. He got a bunch of targets. He had a, uh, uh, you know, a nice long catch called back by a penalty. Um, Really, you know, I just don't see – I just don't see how – you know, if he doesn't have the 19-yard rushing touchdown, like, he's just not even viable. Like, you can't even use him at all. So, you know, at this point, I I need to see more from Elijah before I'm picking him up. Uh, Jamison Crowder did have six – also have six targets. He caught four of them for 37 yards, Um, you know, and he's a guy that I think you could throw into your flex. Uh, You know, on this Patriots team – you know, Mac Jones did his thing, but, you know, I kind of called that. I kind of said, you know, Mac Jones would probably have a nice game against the Jets when we were doing the DFS podcast, but he didn't have a blow-up game. He had 25 points, so if you throw him in your, you know, I told you guys, throw him in a couple cash lineups and he can get you some points, uh, and he'll be a cash-viable guy, and that's what he was. You know, he was 25 fantasy points. He was one of the better quarterbacks on the week, but, you know, you can't trust that. Uh, it just happened to be against this terrible Jets team. Damian Harris won me some money this weekend because I had him in a bunch of lineups and he went off 106, you know, on 14 carries, which is ridiculous. He had two touchdowns. Uh, He had a 32 yard, like just mashing people all over the field. Ridiculous run. Um, You know, JJ Taylor actually got some run in the game, which was surprising because I, you know, I thought after that fumble, he'd never see the field for the rest of his life. But, you know, obviously they, they, said hey you know i mean we got some injuries let's see what this kid can do um so they gave him a couple you know nine rushes he had the two rushing touchdowns um you know you can't bank on that obviously brandon bolden uh also had two carries he didn't didn't have any yards but the dude caught you know seven of nine balls and and basically or no i'm sorry six of seven balls uh for 79 yards and a touchdown so you know it is what it is uh so just looking at it, the wide receivers, the only one on this team of the wide receivers that I'm really interested in is, you know, Jacoby Myers, I guess. But, you know, Hunter Henry, because he just keeps scoring touchdowns. And Nelson Aguilar is a hit or miss guy. I mean, he has the touchdown this week, but that was on a you know trick play from Kendrick Bourne. You know, so I'm just not really interested in any of the pass catchers on this on this Patriots team other than, you know, Hunter Henry. And if I'm really, really desperate, you know, Jacoby Myers. Uh, and that's about it. So that's the end of this game. All right, so let's talk about the Panthers-Giants. This another game I'm not going to get into a whole lot. I mean, Panthers look terrible. Uh, they end up benching Sam Darnold in the fourth quarter because the dude just couldn't do anything, which really, you know, wasn't his fault. Like, they were getting a lot of pressure on him, and he just he wasn't handling it well. And, it, you know, he throws that terrible interception. It just, I don't know, it was just bad game for this this Panthers team. They need Christian McCaffrey back because, uh, you know, Chuber Hubbard, they tried to make him a thing, and he just couldn't do anything against this Giants defense. It was, it was actually pretty demoralizing watching the game for the for the Panthers you realize how bad they really need Christian McCaffrey uh and then the Giants up until the end like middle of the third quarter they couldn't score either it was a 5-3 game uh until I think it was like seven or eight minutes left in the third quarter and then all of a sudden the Giants started scoring a whole bunch um you know Daniel Jones he has an okay game he throws a touchdown for you know his 200 yards he also runs for 28 yards uh so he doesn't have a terrible game doesn't have a great game but he did enough for to to help this team win uh, Devonta Booker, you know, he had 14 carries and he has the, the 51 yards and the touchdown. He also caught a couple of balls for 15 yards. 
and that was basically, you know, Dante Pettis was okay. You know what I mean? He had five for 50 and 39 yards, but he also has that 27-yard touchdown. And then really the rest of the the team, like there was not really anybody that was, you know, super targeted. You know, Darius Slayton saw nine targets. Evan Ingram saw eight targets, but they didn't really do a whole lot with those. Uh, Darius Slayton, you know, he catches five for 63. Uh, Evan Ingram does six for 44. So neither one of those guys is a blow-up game. But obviously with the injuries that they had, Darius Slayton and Evan Ingram call a bunch of work. And the rest of the guys, you know, were just kind of, you know, fives and twos and ones. And, you know, that was about it. So. Uh, really a just a bad game by the Panthers and the Brian you know the Giants took advantage of a team that was playing terrible all right so Chiefs and Texans so another short quick one you know the Chiefs just dominated I mean the the Texans just dominated the Chiefs they could do nothing Patrick Mahomes probably has his worst game as a pro. He doesn't throw a touchdown. He throws an interception. He only has 206 yards. He gets sacked four times. They benched him for Chad Henney in the fourth quarter. They just didn't even want to bother anymore. They were just like, fuck it. Like, this is this is a lost cause. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill fucking just, you know, looked like a guy that could not be stopped. You know, he, he threw 270 yards, only 21, you know, 21 completions. Um, he had a touchdown. He did throw that interception, uh, which whatever it, it was, I didn't, you know, it was just, honestly, I think the, the wide receiver just misread it and, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, it was crazy, man. Derrick Henry just, you know, they, they clearly made it a point to take away Derrick Henry, uh, which gave Ryan Tannehill basically a clear wide open lane to, to run in his touchdown. And then AJ Brown was a, beast you know saw nine targets eight of, caught eight of them for 133 yards and a touchdown um julio only saw four targets in the game he catches two of them for 38 really it was a it was the aj brown show and the defense just the defense was just killing the the the, the chiefs i don't know what they were given over the past three weeks but this defense has really turned it around like they have looked very good um considering some of the plays that they have made over the past two weeks. Um, you know, against Buffalo, they obviously gave up some yards and points, but at the end of the game, they needed to make stops, and they did. Um, so the Chiefs just got – they got boat raced, and just – it was bad. It was really bad. This Chiefs team, whew. You know, we were talking about them possibly going back to the Super Bowl and how, you know, Patrick Mahomes could be, you know – just a, a, a you know four time Super Bowl guy. A guy gets four there four or five times in a row, and I don't man, I just don't see it. This Chiefs team looks bad. Like this team, this team is you know I see them winning another maybe five or six games, but if they continue to play like this, it's going to be rough sledding, boy. It's going to be rough sledding to get to ten wins because uh, you know to get to ten wins they need to win you know six seven out of their their next what. 13 or seven out of the next 10 i don't know man i don't know but you know the chiefs can always turn it around their offense is good enough to to figure it out but this defense is fucking atrocious bro they're bad all right let's get into this next game was the lions and rams was actually a very good game uh this lions rams game was very interesting um so in the beginning of the game, the Lions basically, they, you know, went for a fake punt, got it, 
went for a uh uh you know a kickoff you know fake kickoff got it went for it on fourth down got it like they were just trying to pull out all the stops to win this game and i really like i love this coach because he really did this for jared golf he wanted them to win this game for jared like he loves this kid and you know i Obviously, we didn't think the Rams were going to lose this game, but the Lions did everything in their power to win this game. And, you know, Jared Goff just, it sucks, but he has no weapons to throw to. You know, they're probably going to draft somebody next year uh, because, you know, they're going to have a high pick. Obviously, they're 0-7. They're going to have a really high pick. They're going to draft a quarterback. You know, they're probably going to play him week one. But, you know, Jared Goff has not played terrible this year. Like, he has the two interceptions in this game. The one it was a bad read and he threw, you know, uh, just a bad ball. But the second one, you know, was just an amazing play by Jalen Ramsey. Like Jalen Ramsey, you know, baited him into it and then jumped in front of, you know, his receiver at the last second to intercept the ball. You know, he was trying to go towards, excuse me, TJ Hawkinson in the end zone. And he just, you know, he knew he was going to TJ Hawkinson and he baited him into it and, and he got the interception. He played and made a great play on the ball. Um, but, you know, it sucks for Jared Goff because he has not been playing terrible. This just wide receiver core is it's atrocious. And, uh, you know, DeAndre Swift is benefiting from it. Dude has nine or ten targets, catches eight of them for, for 96 yards and a touchdown. He also has, you know, 13 carries in the, in the game for 48 yards. So he goes over 100 yards and a touchdown again. <coughs> Excuse me. He is 28 fantasy points. He's awesome. I told you guys he's going to be a number one wide or running back rest of season. I love him. If you could have gotten him, you should have done it a couple of weeks ago because you didn't get him anymore. That's just not happening. Matthew Stafford, I told you, he's going to be a top 12 guy, and he is just doing that. He's definitely going to be a – you know, might fuck around and be a top six guy. Um, You know, Cooper Cup, I told you, he's going to be the number one fantasy wide receiver. And with Devontae Adams about to miss a couple of games or you know, at least this game on Thursday – you know, Cooper Cup is definitely looking like he's going to be the number one guy because 13 targets, 10 receptions, 156 yards, and two touchdowns again. Like, this dude is just producing at a, at a rate that we've never seen before, let's be honest. In seven games, we've never seen a wide receiver produce the way he's producing. No wide receiver has ever had as many catches, yards, or touchdowns in the first seven games of a season than Cooper Cup. So, there it is. Uh, getting to the rest of the guys in this game, Robert Woods, 6 for 6. Uh, he has 60, you know, 70 yards, doesn't score, but, you know, definitely a guy that you can play every week. Van Jefferson, they made it a point to, to get Van Jes Jefferson involved in this game. Um, and then Darrell Henderson had a very disappointing game. You know I mean? This Lions defense has not been very good against the run any running back, really. And Darrell Henderson, you know, only has 45 yards on 15 carries. Uh, you know, he only catches three balls for 19 on six targets. Like, he just... You know, they took him away and he just wasn't very good. Uh, Tyler Higby, you know, five for 46. It is what it is. He's gonna, I mean, that's that's basically what you're looking for, for for Tyler every single week, you know, close to 10 fantasy points. And he got you that, um, you know, Khalif Raymond actually, you know, had a really nice 37 yard run across the middle. It was like a, you know, a crossing pattern. He catches it, takes it upfield. It looks fast. Um, Khalif Raymond might actually be a thing. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, you know, six catches, 48 yards. Like I said, that's what you're looking for, uh, for you know, your top eight tight end. Both those guys are basically that. Uh, and that's really it for this game. All right, let's get to, well, you know what? We'll leave the rest of the games for, you know, tomorrow's podcast, and then we'll, we'll get into waiver wires. 
So for us here at Cheat Code Sports, like I said, remember, guys, keep Kev and his family in your prayers for me. Uh, I really appreciate that. And when Kev comes back, uh, probably next week, um, you know, but hey, Kev, you, you know, if you listen to the cast, I know you do listen to the cast, you know, when you're not able to be on it. Um, you know, we love you, bro. And uh, we want you to know that we're here with, for you and with you, uh, giving you prayers and props to your family and, uh, you know, hoping that everything goes goes well for you. And, uh, you know, come back when you're ready to, man. Just come back when you're ready to go. All right. We love you, Kev. We love you, Cheat Code Sports family. And peace out, y'all.